This week on The Swear Wolves, we honor a listener's birthday request by discussing 1976's The Town That Dreaded Sundown. To the swear wolves i'm brett i'm david david yes brett how are you i well i've been better I but know. i've been worse in the last couple of days too uh david it has been roughly two and a half years a little over two and a half years since uh covid reared its ugly head in the united states of america <laughs> and uh i was able to successfully avoid you were out running that yeah yep the grim reaper he went he weren't gonna get you well, the Grim Reaper fortunately did not get me. <laughs> not yet. Knock on wood. But uh, uh, the COVID Reaper did, his younger brother. Mm, he's a real son of a bitch, that one. He is. He's fast. He's a fast Creeps motherfucker. Up on yeah. <laughs> you know, it comes, it, you take the good with the bad because what happened was, um, I don't know if you're aware of this, David, but I went to Walt Disney World. <laughs> you had not mentioned that. <laughs> you rat bastard. Uh, I, I went to Walt Disney World with the family uh, for vacation. Uh, we like to go to Disney, well, with Disneyland traditionally, but this is our first time at Walt Disney World around uh, Halloween time because that's like our favorite time of year, right? Yeah. And uh, Disney always does things really nice around that. Um, more on that in a second. But uh, we went to Walt Disney World and then on our way home, my daughter started not feeling too well. And so we got home and then... My wife started not feeling that well. And uh, I gave them uh, COVID tests and neither one of them passed the test. <laughs> did you lock them in, the, in your basement? Chain them, chain them down there? <laughs> yep. I'll swallow your soul! <laughs> threw some gruel down there. For yeah, the <laughs> bucket of fish heads here. <laughs> uh, uh, my son and I passed the COVID test. <laughs> Were you guys like... Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, he locked himself in his room. I mean, he's 15. He yeah. locks himself in the room most <laughs> he of the time. He does that anyway. most of the time anyway. He sequestered doing himself. God knows what. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the same things I was doing at 15. Um, but uh, he was kind of locked in his room and I was out. <laughs> That's a good cover though. Like he knock on the door. I'm quarantining. Go away. <laughs> I was just quarantining. <laughs> I was just cleaning it. Uh, anyway uh so we are um i was i was of course you know getting food and water and stuff and dropping it off at the various door stops and whatnot and then <laughs> a lot I of pizzas feeling, and pies things you can just slide under the door slide under the door and then i started feeling like shit mm. and i started getting cold really cold 
and get the shivers and the headache and, and everything. So I took another COVID test and I did not pass that one. <laughs> no, actually, I should say this. I took three COVID tests. Well, I remember because at one point you texted me like I just took a COVID test and uh, I'm, I'm still good. And I was like, oh, that's awesome, man. And I think like 20 yep. minutes later, you're like, never mind. <laughs> yep. I was like, I just took another COVID test and I'm not good. And I'm fucked. Yeah. So anyway, uh, regardless, I'm the last one. So Brody never got it. Well, that's good. My, my son never got it. Um, and he's feel, feeling great. My daughter, one day. That's good. Of not feeling good. Yeah, she bounced she still right back. She was COVID. She couldn't go back to school or anything, but, but she felt uh, better until like I think I think they said five days hmm. uh, from the time that she first started exhibiting symptoms. But uh, she she was good. She's got a little bit of a runny nose now, but such is the season, right? With yeah. the weather changing. And then my wife is good. She's been up and Adam and stuff. Me, I've been the one who's been the most miserable. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> Your man, but you know, I mean, guys sick. are like that. In, oh yeah. yeah. It's the worst. Like I don't get sick yeah. often, but when I do, I'm at death's door and I'm a real baby about it. Oh, yep. I'm sick. <laughs> Pity me. But the, the thing that I experienced with, with COVID and, and I know everybody's experiences are different. Some people are like, I was coughing the entire time or I was out of breath and da, 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 da. I didn't really have a lot of uh, moments of, of coughing. Yesterday I was experiencing a little bit of shortness of breath when I would like overexert myself too much. And today I'm not really experiencing that. That's so that's good. good. And my voice is a little bit raspy. A little gravelly. Yeah. 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 I can hear Maybe it. a little, a little sexy. It's pretty sexy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, the one thing that I experienced the most was just exhaustion. It's really, really tired. Yeah. Not to mention, I just gotten back from vacation. So when I come back from vacation, I'm exhausted. You're already anyway. tired. Exactly. <laughs> Which uh, which Disney character do you think gave you the Rona? Uh, it was probably Mickey because he's the only one I met. Okay. Oh, there you go. Minnie also. Oh, that bitch. That dirty bitch. Uh, so we met Mickey and Minnie. That's that's the only characters that we actually... One of them did it. Met. I did see the Beast. Dinner at the Beast castle. Yeah. And the Beast came out. He coughed all over your food. He gave me the coronavirus. <laughs> 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 Fucking... Uh, son of a Asshole. bitch. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so Walt Disney World, highly recommend. However, I will say this. They don't decorate it and uh, do uh, it up like Disneyland does. Oh, yeah, like when they get it all harvesty and like a winter wonderland? They, uh, they do decorate for the fall and they have the Halloween party, but they don't do it like Disneyland does. Yeah. And the Haunted Mansion isn't Nightmare Before Christmas themed. At oh, Walt really? Okay. Interesting. Which I actually appreciated because that was my first, well, not my first time at Walt Disney World's Haunted Mansion. I went there when I was nine, but uh, that was a billion years ago. And so this was like my first time that I can remember Yeah, uh, being there. And... Disney World's Haunted Mansion, way better than Disneyland's Haunted Mansion. <laughs> it's been too long. I honestly can't remember uh, it's Disney way World's. Better. That being said, coronavirus, COVID-19. Zero Pamela Voorhees heads? Zero Pamela Voorhees heads. <laughs> Would not recommend? Well, I'll give it half. Half it's a head. than Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. <laughs> Fair I'd enough. I'd rather have COVID-19. Watch Silent have... Night, Deadly Night Part 2 again. <laughs> <laughs> or that one fucking movie what was that uh movie we just did uh oh nightmare weekend nightmare weekend ah that fucking thing that was terrible 
I'd rather have COVID-19 than Nightmare Weekend. <laughs> uh, we do. Uh, we, well, I've talked enough. So I'm done talking. <laughs> I'm done talking, David. No more talking. No more talking. We had some um, technical done... difficulties today. Oh, God. Uh, you wouldn't believe. But uh, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, a whole lot of nothing. Halloween um, just passed? Yeah. You had your Halloween party? Oh, yeah. So I guess I did do some stuff. Yeah, so I had a big Halloween party. Lots of people came. Uh, yeah, I think this was like the most trick-or-treaters we've ever had. We bought like 120 of the full-size candy bars, went through all uh-huh. of them, then had to go yeah. to like my backup bag. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah, it was cool. That's a lot. It was a lot of kids. So I had 120 full-size candy bars as well. Yeah. Didn't hand out a single one because I turned oh, off all the lights. Yeah, we were you all sick. You don't want to give kids I, the Rona. No. I'm be like, mm. here's a candy bar and COVID-19. And you're Go sick also. <laughs> Bye-bye. Go have fun <laughs> that's, killing That's people. the trick part. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. um, also on Halloween, I uh, I talked to somebody uh, horror related. So that'll come in a future episode. It doesn't really fit into what we'll be talking about today. Yeah, no, it doesn't fit into what we'll be talking about today. But stay tuned. Mm, more to maybe come. Around, maybe around Christmas time. Perhaps. A little Yuletide cheer. Hint, hint. Um, today's episode is brought to you by our listener, Shauna. Shauna is uh, a listener of ours from Minnesota. Oh, mm. oh you <laughs> betcha. Oh, Minnesota. Yeah. Oh. 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 Shauna reached out to us, yeah? And she's like, hey, I have a birthday coming up. Would ah. you guys mind reviewing this movie for me for my birthday? And I said, oh, you betcha. yeah. I think I saw like yeah. a tweet about her birthday. So yeah, happy birthday. It was, actually, it was actually yesterday. As we record this, it was November 4th um, yesterday. So, uh, but she knew that she was a little late in getting us this request. So she was like, just do it whenever. If you, <laughs> if you, she goes, do it or don't. I don't so really I don't care. Really shit. I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, we'll do it for you. Don't worry about it. Um, so when this comes out, her birthday will have been like two weeks prior, but yeah, close enough. It's her birthday. It's her birthday month. There you go. I say we're in the, <laughs> the orbit, <laughs> but she recommended that we do a movie called the town that dreaded sundown from 1976. I had never seen this movie. David, had me you? neither. It's always a movie that I remember. I remember the cover art. Exactly. Yeah. Same. Remember Very you? well the image of it but i had never watched it so i said to her uh by all means we'll we'll record this for you so uh why don't we go ahead and get started we've had enough technical difficulties for one day if we can just get through this we can both be on our merry way (laughs) and fuck off (laughs) let's do it i'm so excited (laughs) this episode is going to be edited down to be like an hour but it's gonna be like four hours with all the fucking bullshit we've had to deal with I know. We started We started talking to each other an hour ago. At least. The Town That Dreaded Sundown came out in 1976. December 24th, It's a Christmas movie. It's a, Chris, it's a holiday movie. <laughs> what do you think the number one uh, movie was? I'm going to go with a little movie called Rocky. Dude, I wish. Because you know me. Rockies. I know you do. Any rock. You know me. You do know me. I do. We've met. We're acquainted. <laughs> but... Every Rocky movie, I love. <laughs> we know each other. I, don't even... I dressed as the Beast and gave you COVID a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, you remember. Uh, every Rocky movie, I love. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Rocky 1 is one of the best movies ever made. But Rocky 2, II, Rocky 3, 
Rocky four, David, even Rocky five. I love Dig Rocky, S- Rocky six, <laughs> the Creed movies that have come out. And now there's going to be a new Creed movie. There's going to yeah. be a third fucking Creed movie. <laughs> You're so excited. I am very excited. I haven't even I seen love... the second Creed movie, but I did like the first one a lot. The second one's even just as good as the third one or the first one. Uh, so no, that is not the correct answer, For but shame. it should be the. It should be the correct answer because the movie that was number one was uh, a little movie starring Chris Christopherson and Barbara Streisand. Hmm. Do you know what movie this nope. is? Nope. It was remade and it starred Lady Gaga and oh, Bradley Cooper. Oh, okay. Star is Born? Yeah, Star okay. is Born. Have you ever seen the original Star is Born? I, dude, I think the Streisand one is like the second or third one. There's a shit ton of them. I think oh, the really? first one's from like the 40s or the 30s. Oh, well, have you ever seen the Streisand one? I haven't seen any of them except for the Lady Gaga one. Which was a good movie. Oh, I thought it was great. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe, maybe a future it's... episode we'll do <laughs> Star is Born <laughs> on a very special episode of The Swearwolves. <laughs> what was the number one song? I'm going The Boys Are Back in Town by Thin Lizzy. That song fucking slaps. It does slap. That's why I picked it. Yeah. And it's got town in the title. You listen to that song. Yeah, right? The boys are back in town that dreaded sundown. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That'd be it. There's your song. Yeah, that should be like a Halloween version. The boys are back in the town that dreaded sundown. Yep. Guess who just got back today? Them wild out <laughs> boys been astray. Um, the drinks are going to flow and the blood's going to spill. Because if the boys want to fight, David, you got to let them. Yep. <laughs> That's a song like you listen to it when you're driving and you're like, yeah, I am fucking back in town. I'm going to kick some fucking... Yeah. Give the finger to the people while you're driving. Yeah. They're like, uh, excuse me. Like, and you're like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm listening to Thin Lizzy. Like, oh, okay. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Drive by some like fucking bikers and you're like, fuck off. And they're like, what? And you're like, like Thin Lizzy. <laughs> like, oh, of course. Of course. We're still gonna kick your ass, but we <laughs> understand like, oh, I, why. I understand. <laughs> uh, no. You like? Uh, you guys ever seen a Star Is Born? It's great. <laughs> An equally as tough song, though. Mm. Uh, Tonight's the night. Gonna be all right by Rod Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's the night. Gonna be, gonna be all right. Stay away, my window. <laughs> Stay Fucking Rod Stewart. Away. He's like, he says, stay away from my window, stay away from my back door, too. What is Rod talking about here? Yeah, his little butthole uh, reference. <laughs> that was the number one song. Yeah, Rod Stewart, I think in the late 70s, every week was a Rod Stewart number one song. Yeah, he had hit after hit. Yeah, Do You Think I'm Sexy, Tonight's the Night, Maggie May, all of them. Uh, do I, I think Rod Stewart got a lot of tail back in the day too i think he was a cop oh, absolutely he did and he was married to what's her face for a while rachel hunter yeah wow who was a supermodel i know what and and what's up with these guys that fucker guy that guy from the rick okasic mm-hmm. from the cars he was yeah getting really attractive women when they themselves he was married to look like paula provinska <laughs> and she she was a supermodel rachel hunter supermodel and they're marrying these fucking goons. I was going to say, Rod Stewart's a lot of things. Handsome is not one of them. <laughs> but I bet you, dude, chicks dig Stewart. Yeah. Rod. It's that silky, raspy voice. 
Not even silky. It's like gravel. And his first name is Rod. He's got a hot rod. He's got a fucking back in heat down there. And he's a little Calm. guy, but maybe not everywhere. No. Town that dreaded sundown. Written by Earl E. Smith. Directed by Charles B. Pierce. With music by Jaime Mendoza Nava. Produced by Charles B. Pierce and Samuel Z. Arkoff. What is up with everybody using their, using middle, their middle name? In this? <laughs> yeah. They must have all been in trouble. By the way, I don't use my middle initial or my middle name often. Yeah. Only if I have to, uh, which is rare, but because my initials spell out the word bra. <laughs> and I was always very self-conscious about that growing up. In fact, uh, these girls, when I was in sixth grade, found out that my initials spelled bra and they Uh-oh. started calling me bra all the time and they mailed me a brassiere <laughs> in the mail. They took that far. They did. They left the tags on. So my mom just took it back and got money. And nice. Money. <laughs> so fuck them. I'm going to turn these. I don't have the receipt is the thing. That's funny. They, We've known each other for years. I've never known what your middle initial or name is. Well, now you know it's R. Ooh, Robert. Cliffhanger. <laughs> we'll do a cliffhanger. It's not, it's not, it's not big Bob. Is it Rod? It's Rod. It's it's the night. It's Brett Rod Anderson. (laughs) I'm not going to... I'll tell you someday. Okay. My name, my initials spell nothing. Yeah. Uh, It's just gibberish because it's not a vowel. uh, It sucks. (laughs) It sucks. It does Being bra. But like if people are like, if I'm in Hawaii and someone's like, what's up, bra? I'm like, hey, that's me. Yeah, you go. Okay. (laughs) My first two initials are actually like a sex act, so... There's that. DP? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Double penetration. You did it. <laughs> I figured it out. Hey. Town to Dreaded Sundown <laughs> stars Ben Johnson as Captain J.D. Morales. Andrew Prine as uh, Deputy Norman Ramsey. Don Wells as Helen Reed. Jimmy Clem as Sergeant Griffin. And Jim City as Police Chief Sullivan. And Charles B. Pierce, who is the director, producer, and patrolman A.C. Benson. Spark plug. Spark plug. Budget for this movie was $400,000. David, what do you think the box office was? Mm, I'm going to go $2 million. This movie made $5 million in the box office. This was a very big success for the hot box. Hot box. Hot box. Hot box. Hot box. All right, the VHS box for this. Do you do you know what this looks like? Yeah, it's got the guy with the hood over his face. He looks like yes. uh, Jason from Part Two. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the title. Uh, this is the Warner Home Video release, which is those like kind of oversized clamshell uh, VHSs. I don't know. Did you ever work at a video store? Yeah. Is it like the ones that like the Disney movies came in? Kind of. You yeah. open it up, you get you get fucking COVID. <laughs> yeah, if, <laughs> if, only if the beast, only if the beast yeah. is in there. You get the Little Mermaid um, one with all the dicks on it. Yeah, there's a Little Mermaid dick one. Um, but yes, so uh, there were certain movies back in the early '80s. Uh, this was released in 1983. Actually, I, I worked at a video store. If you don't mm. know, I worked at three video stores. <laughs> this one, uh, the clamshell professional. 
video store employee back in the 90s. But yes, this had a clamshell. Uh, there was different releases of it, and, and dis- depending on the distribution. But also, as the 90s came by and they started redistributing these movies, they got just the slip covers. Mm, but, lazy uh, bastards. I mean, you remember like when CDs first came out? And uh, they came in those long big box. long boxes. Yeah. yeah. And then after a while, they're like, why the fuck are we doing this? We can just give someone the CD. <laughs> yeah, what's with the big presentation? <laughs> it's like an anti-theft but, thing. And then eventually they're like, yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. So this is the oversized Warner Home Video box. And uh, it's got that orange border. Uh, but it says uh, that the Charles B. Pierce's The Town That Dreaded Sundown. A true story. And David, you're absolutely correct. It has the creepy pillowcase wearing guy who's really big in like the sky Mm -hmm. and he's looking over the town. It's really cool artwork. Presumably the town that dreads sundown. (laughs) They don't (laughs) like the night, the evening, uh, dusk, if you will. They're not fans. Tonight's not the night. (laughs) Everything's not going to be all right. You're all fucked. Uh, On the back of the box, it says a true tale of Texarkana terror. In 1946, the joy and relief over the ending of World War II and the happiness over the prosperity that followed was destroyed for the residents of Texarkana by a series of traumatic experiences that many still remember. In the spring of that year, five townspeople were brutally murdered and three brought to near death by a masked madman who eluded capture by the Texas Rangers and a host of other law enforcement agencies. This true-to-life thriller is a dramatization of those five still unsolved murders, which sent local residents into a panic and caused their town to become an armed camp after sundown. Academy Award winner Ben Johnson, who portrayed the dapper Melvin Purvis in Dillinger, stars as Captain J.D. Lone Wolf Morales, an ace sleuth called in by local authorities to apprehend the killer. Comic relief in an otherwise gruesome chain of events is provided by producer-director Charles B. Pierce, who also plays the well-intentioned but bumbling police officer assisting Morales. The town that dreaded sundown is suspense-filled drama at its best, and all the more terrifying because the bizarre events it chronicles are true. Oh my god. That's a lot to put on there's the back a, of a There's fuck. a lot of spoilers in there too. <laughs> like they said like they said the number of people that that die. So if you're watching uh-huh. the movie you can just count like okay. Yep. Um, number of people that survived. Yeah, that it wasn't solved, so we also know the killer's going to get away. Yep. I also like also, that they put the, the director as the guy that's assisting him as the bumbling cop. Like, he's like a secondary character. He's not even the main cop helping him. Fuck that guy. Not, they didn't even put him on the box secondary he's like tertiary yeah and and not to mention that this let's talk about that real quick because andrew prine is probably the second like the main guy yeah him and the ben Ben johnson Johnson. morales guy yeah yeah lone lone wolf yeah ben johnson's probably the lead and andrew prine is the uh the deputy um ramsey uh, ramsey who's the second lead but the third build is don wells Marianne, oh, yeah, from Marianne from Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island. Island. Yeah, she's, she's like she's got a pretty small part. She's in one scene. Two. She's in two exactly. <laughs> That's two true. Scenes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she she gets introduced in one, and she uh, gets uh, attacked in another one. Yeah, they had to get her on the box though, like to draw people in though. It's like this movie's got Marianne in it, kinda. Yeah, people that are like Gilligan, uh, big Gilligan, Gilligan fans. Island. Yeah, 
They're like uh, fucking dresses the skipper going to see the town of the dreaded sundown. <laughs> <laughs> this character of uh, JD Morales is based on uh, this other guy, this real true to life. A lot of this stuff is is based on true to life mm-hmm. people right. that actually did this. So the the Captain Morales, the Lone Wolf, that wasn't his real name, but that was his nickname, Lone Wolf. Yeah, which. Don't why they not call just, him why not just give him the, the full name? His real name? Yeah. Probably because they didn't have the rights to it. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe the real Lone Wolf looked at the script and went, oh, no, 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 no. You're going to have to make some changes. <laughs> I caught him. Charles like, Pierce no, was like, no. <laughs> I caught him. No. <laughs> well, you're yes, going to wrote that I caught him. <laughs> and I noticed there's no mention about how large my penis is in the script. <laughs> make sure to work that in as well. And I, I, I banged Marianne. Yeah. Show it. <laughs> like, and make sure to include sh- that scene and show everything. <laughs> Full penetration. <laughs> what? What? Listen, like, Lone Wolf. Oh. You need to calm down. <laughs> Listen, you guys want to be factually accurate. <laughs> they weren't really factually accurate in this movie. No, though, I heard this I, movie uh, took a lot of liberties. It did. And and one of the liberties that happened that they took was quite humorous, I found. Um, and, and, and we'll get to this in the movie, but I, the date shows up and it says Saturday, March 24th, but March 24th in 1946 was a Sunday. It's like, why, why change the day of the week? Yeah. Or why even put it to begin with? It's not, it's not even that difficult to go March 24th. What day of the week was that? Yeah. It's get a calendar. <laughs> look here. So I thought that was quite that, funny that, that they funny. did that. Whoopsie. All right, let's talk about the plot. I don't think they really cared, to be honest with you. Let's talk about the plot. So this is, I mean, this is based on a true story. Right. And there was this person in 1946 who wore a mask and murdered uh, five people and attempted to kill another three and they got away. I didn't know anything about the story. So I was actually surprised when it started and it was set in the 40s. I was like, oh, cool. Because at first I thought it was going to be like a flashback and then it was going to jump or something. But I was like, oh, cool. This movie's set in like... Right after World War II. Neat. Yeah, likewise. I, I thought it was kind of interesting that... Uh, I, I guess the interesting thing to me is... And I don't know why this fascinates me, but that there was serial killers in 1946. Yeah, and wearing masks and shit. <laughs> yeah, they weren't like, uh, yeah, see, we're going to fill you full of lead. Yeah. <laughs> now you listen like here. Their pants pulled was, all the way up to their chest. <laughs> yeah. That was the 20s, I guess, but still, in the, <laughs> but ni- still. In the, in the 1940s, I, I guess I don't think of there being serial killers, but but like one of the most famous serial killers of all time was Jack the Ripper, and that was like in the fucking like, what? Like 1800s? turn of the century? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know when. But when I think of serial killers, you think of like the Zodiac. Yeah, I think of more modern. Right? Which... I'm telling you right now, when I first was watching this, I'm like, did they just like take aspects of Zodiac and do this? But no, this stuff happened. Yeah, that's crazy. So maybe Zodiac like read about the town, read about the Texarkana killings and was like, hmm, hmm I got an idea. an idea. Because a lot of the killings, well, we'll get into the plot here uh, right now, but a lot of the killings were like Lover's Lane type stuff. And that's what Zodiac was this famous This movie for. reminded me a lot of Zodiac. The movie's narrated. Which I thought was a very odd choice. It's presented almost as like a, not a documentary. This movie is very like made for TV. <laughs> Dude, agreed 100%. That's what I was going to say. Like it's set up like a TV movie. Yeah. And, it, and at times, many times it feels like a TV movie. 
Do you remember when we were talking about uh, the thing uh, TV cut? And uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you were telling me, helicopter pilot, blah, 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 <laughs> Dr. Copper. That's what this movie gave me vibes of. Cause they're like, <laughs> it was kind of like that. Texarkana. The people here are very upset because people keep dying. Uh, Saturday. March 24th. It actually was Sunday, but we're going to say it's Saturday, it. March 24th. <laughs> we misplaced our calendar. It's an alternate universe. It's the Mandela effect. Saturday, <laughs> March 24th happened in this universe. So, yeah, that's what happens at the beginning. Like, there's this, like, kind of uh, voiceover. Yeah, and the narration, narration. kind of comes and goes throughout the movie. It does. At, at weird times. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just fills in the gaps, I guess. Maybe they're just like, fuck it, dude. I don't want to give all this exposition. Without spoiling my rating, um, I, I often find narration that's like this. Uh, I don't mind narration per se, but when it's done in the way it's done in this movie, it's, it's, it's lazy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> lazy filming. Lazy mm-hmm. writing. Yeah. So about eight months after the end of World War II, you got a bunch of soldiers coming home. And uh, they're meeting up with girls and, uh, you know, finding love and getting married and starting that nuclear family that, mm. that the 50s and uh, late 40s were all Chasing about. Chasing that American dream. Yep. So March 3rd, there's this guy, Sammy Fuller, and his girl, Linda Mae Jenkins, and they park on Lover's Lane. Now, yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are we going to go to the same place? This guy's 100 years old. <laughs> all right he's 29 my ass he's 29 <laughs> and how old is uh Lena she's May? supposed to be i think 19 17 david oh gross he's, tw- he's 29 and she's saying, 17 he looked a lot older than her and he looked older than that and she they make no uh they make it known that she quit school so she could start working mm. and uh, so help support her family. I don't know why we need all those fucking details. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> but we do know that Sammy got back from the war recently, and he's very he's, horny. He's very horny, and <laughs> and he's very old. He, the war aged him <laughs> thirty years. Apparently, the only women that will give him the time of day are still fucking are underage, <laughs> just minors. Children. But he's gonna, uh, he's taking her out and he's like gonna go parking with her. Yeah. And so they go parking and she doesn't want to fuck him. Nope. He just puts his head in her lap. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go Mimi's. At first, I thought he was going down on I did too. And I was like, oh, wow. But no, he just didn't. Maybe she thought that too. She's like, all right, oh, you're not gonna do anything down there? Yeah, maybe that's why she got pissed. Yeah. Like, ugh, your head is heavy and old. <laughs> Head is heavy and old, <laughs> just like your fucking dick. Mm-hmm. Well, not heavy. It's very, small very dick. light. <laughs> he's like, hey. She hears a noise and she's like, hey, dude. There's a noise and he's like, the only noise is me not getting my dick sucked, huh? Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? All right, fellas. Like, she's like, there's no one here. <laughs> PTSD. PTSD. <laughs> She's like, whatever. Uh, um, so he, he sits up and, and when he sits up and he goes to like, uh, I don't know, turn the lights on or some shit like that. All of a sudden the hood of the car pops open. Yeah. Like, oh, and then it slams shut. And this hooded figure, this Jason Voorhees from part Friday the 13th part two, uh, has like a bunch of cables in his hand. So he's trying to start the car. It's like, yeah, your car won't start without that pal. And then the guy like breaks, uh, the window. Of yeah, the car. and he grabs the old man and like drags his old ass out of the car. And this dude puts up zero fight. No, I'm yeah. not saying that I would. I'd be a pussy also. But this guy, like, 
come on, dude. No, it was like a gazelle getting chased down by like a cheetah or something. It just yeah, lays just down lays and accepts there. its fate. <laughs> yep. Go ahead and eat me. It's like, maybe if I pretend to be dead, but... Uh, the, maybe it's a, uh, the, he's like a T-Rex and his vision's based on movement. I'm just going to stand perfectly yeah. still. This is why this chick doesn't fuck him. Yeah. Also, she's 17. Like, let's give her <laughs> a couple years she? to mature. Exactly. Yeah, she shouldn't fuck him. I'm not condoning this. Yeah. But, but old Baghead, he like clobbers him over the head, I think. Maybe, and maybe that's why. Maybe Baghead was like, you know what? This fucking pervert, I'm going to fucking kill this guy. Maybe, did anybody ever think about that? Yeah. yeah. Like that there's a bunch of old <laughs> fucking vigilante perverts. vigilante justice. Yeah, a bunch of old perverts dating a bunch of uh, uh, 15-year-old girls. He was actually like a masked superhero. The guy gets into the car. Wait, he's not really a superhero because he no. gets into the car no, no, he's with do terrible Linda. Things. They said that he doesn't rape her. Um, I believe that's what they said in the movie, but he does other things. Yeah. And I don't know what those other things are, but they're not good. No. She's alive, though. Yeah, he like bludgeons her off screen. Yeah. But she she goes crawling to the street, and in the morning, a car pulls up. This car that pulls up is like, oh, <laughs> it like swerves all over and slams its brakes. <laughs> it's like a body. <laughs> There's a lot of shitty driving in this movie. <laughs> Tons. I don't know if it was just because it was the 40s and their cars sucked, but I don't know. And those cars are small. Mm. Two dudes sitting in the front seat together. I mean, they better like each other is exactly. all I'm saying. Uh, so they find her. And at the crime scene, this deputy Ramsey, who's our who's our second. By the way, that guy, that actor, uh, David, you told me uh, he just died. Yeah, like a few days ago. Yeah. <laughs> like he died on Halloween. Wow. Crazy. That's kind of that's kind of a weird coincidence. Yeah. Eerie. Uh, even. Eerie, some might say. And actually, both... The yeah, they find out both of them survived. Uh, they're both in yeah. bad shape, and we find out that the girl was bitten a lot, like on her back and on her breasts. That's weird. That's gross. Yeah, she wasn't raped, uh, but her stomach, her breasts, and her back were heavily bitten. Literally chewed is what they say. That's like, gross. Gnawed on. They got to warn these teens and these college students. Yeah, because the cops think that the killer is going to strike again, so they try to basically clear all of the teenage uh, the teenagers out of like the lovers' lanes area, like. Yeah, stay clear of those. Don't go there. It's not safe. Yep. Yep. Three weeks later, March Saturday. 24th. <laughs> it was a Saturday. I remember specifically. <laughs> Three weeks later, uh, this Ramsey guy, he's out driving around in the rain. He's out driving like this. <laughs> like everyone in this movie drives with like that herky jerky like driving wheel or the steering wheel style. Like no one drives like that. How come that's a thing in movies? Like. It's sitcoms too. I remember driving down the street, growing up, uh, watching sitcoms. They'd be driving a car and they'd be like this. Yeah, fucking wacky shacking uh, down the street. Yeah, no one, no one who's watching this can understand. (laughs) But imagine me like with two udders in my hands. Yeah, like you're milking (laughs) an invisible cow. Yeah, be able to drive like that. Uh, I, I thought like that's how you drive <laughs> like if tv's taught me anything <laughs> yeah, it's you, to drive like a milking you still you, yeah you pull on the wheel very aggressively and the wheel never stops moving while you're driving when i was in driver's ed and the teacher was like all right you got to put your hands at 10 and 2 i'm like listen miss olstead yeah that com- was her name calm by down. the way i was like miss olstead i got this it's like milk and imaginary cows am i right guys <laughs> let's do this let's do it. we can drive like this 
<laughs> uh, oh fuck! It was but, Miss uh, Olstead. That was well, the name of my driver's ed teacher, Cynthia Olstead. She's probably dead. I never took driver's ed, but I did take like a driving school thing, like outside that like my parents signed me up for. And all I remember is yeah, that guy, my guy's name was Freddie. <laughs> hey, this is Freddie. And like he had me pull over, drive. like felt like every fifteen minutes so that he could have a cigarette. And then I also remember, like, he would, like, when we were driving down, like, streets and stuff, he'd be like, oh, like, let's go over by this house. And, like, he would, like, check out, like, girls. Like, he'd be oh, like, oh. My God. And he'd be like, mmm, look at that. And I was like, um, <laughs> Mr. Freddy, Freddy, can we get back to my, can we get back to my driver's lessons, please? <laughs> I'm going to put a bag on my head and kill you yeah. for being a pervert. <laughs> Don't teach me how to parallel park. <laughs> uh, Arizona doesn't have driver's ed in high school, though, right? It's not a I don't class. Think so. At least I didn't have it. Yeah, I don't think they do either. Because when I um, moved to Arizona, they I remember talking to my friends about it uh, who didn't have their driver's license. And I was like, oh, they don't have that as a class. And they're mm. like, what are you talking about? In Wisconsin, it was a class you took. I don't know. Maybe they just wanted everybody to have their driver's license in Wisconsin. <laughs> Maybe they feel like it's important to learn how to drive in Wisconsin, unlike Arizona, where Seems they're important. just like, fuck it. We're all shitty drivers down here anyway. Yeah, we just drive like we're from Texarkana, and we just <laughs> jerk the wheel back and forth. Milk that cow. <laughs> Milk that cow. But, uh, oh, or or jerking off a fucking giraffe or something. Yeah, two <laughs> of them. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> uh, right, what happens next uh ramsey's driving and he hears like he hears gunshots while he's driving he's like oh shit so he pulls yep. over he finds a car that's like either abandoned or empty at first he thinks somebody's in it he's like get out of the car motherfucker uh, but there's nobody <laughs> he doesn't say that but nobody's in the car and then while he's like inspecting he hears more gunshots so he gets mm-hmm. on the, the walkie talkie and he's like hey, yeah. we got like shots from like a mile north of here like he's got good hearing <laughs> Um, he's good yeah so he goes like trudging through the rain in the woods and he fucking stumbles onto baghead right as like he's well, running to his getaway car well he finds a dead body of a guy oh yeah what was with that guy's face did you notice <laughs> that the guy's face looked like it was painted like blue or brown or something it was weird i don't know this is the one where this is the guy who the girl was tied up right and, yeah 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 uh, yeah, yeah and around the tree you're right yeah and there's a girl like she's tied to the tree and he can see like her back is all cut up and she's been shot in the back yeah they're both very clearly dead yep dead yeah and then he sees the killer and uh right as he's like getting up to him he like uh the the killer gets in the car and drives away yeah i don't know did he see the killer i think so he saw his bag the head I think so. Well, he definitely saw him drive away because remember he's got a shotgun or whatever and he's like getting ready oh, to yeah, shoot at him, right. but he was too far away. I think the narrator right. is like, and he was just too far away to <laughs> squeeze off that double barrel shotgun. <laughs> but he did squeeze off a deuce. <laughs> and then he jerked off two giraffes. <laughs> uh, they got to call in the lone wolf. Mm. Call in the wolf. And uh, to help them with this uh, situation. Because the town's panicking. Because we also find out within 24 but, hours, like all the guns in the town are all sold out. Uh, extra locks for doors are selling out. People are losing their minds. Not only are they panicking, David, they're dreading sundown. <laughs> yeah, I think the narrator even says that. It's like, it was the town that dreaded sundown. Eh? Eh? <laughs> Uh, this is 
where the lone wolf comes in. And, and it's not him. the first, and it's not the last time that they'll dread sundown, <laughs> sundown and they'll start boarding up the, the the windows because it's like the townspeople didn't go out after sundown. Da 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 da. And then later on, they're like, and the townspeople were afraid to walk in front of their windows. And the townspeople of Texarkana never were the same. <laughs> He's like, these chicken shit people in Texarkana afraid of everything. <laughs> A little mask killer? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, so they call in the lone wolf. And the lone wolf is like the number one Texas ranger. Most famous Texas ranger not named Walker, basically. Pretty much. This is before Chuck Norris was yep. even on the scene. And uh, this guy apparently uh, helped catch some other prolific murderer. He's real good at what he does. Is he? No. <laughs> <laughs> but they assigned that uh that ramsey guy was yeah that- they set him up to be the best like texas ranger like this guy's gonna do everything and then he fucking fails <laughs> he does he fails his mission the one thing that this guy's job was he doesn't succeed at nope they gotta rip off his badge they should He's not fit ramsey and uh morales the lone wolf they part kind of partner up yeah, yeah, the police chief He's, like assigns Ramsey to help him and then he also assigns him a driver, which I also thought was kind of weird. He's like this guy can't drive his own car or Ramsey can't drive it. No, they set this up so this fucking Charles B So the director's got a part in the movie. Yeah. Charles B. Pierce, he's like, oh, I'm a funny guy. I was in an, imp- I took an improv class once. I can do this. And he's like a fucking this idiot. He's yeah. a fucking idiot. Because he gets assigned and, to drive, and we immediately get, tell me how you feel about it, like a comic relief scene that makes, that it felt so out of place. Not only does it feel out of place, David, it happens a couple of times, and then the mute, the score changes. Yes, and it's like this bumbly, like, kind of Dixie music or something. It's like Laurel, it's like a Laurel and Hardy movie all of a sudden, and uh, there's no reason for it. Yeah, it's like a scene of him trying to find his keys so he can drive him around. He's like, oh, checking around and um, emptying out the drawer of his uh, desk and everything. They're like, you dumbass, the keys are on the they're on the hook. Yeah, and they they give him that look like it's a sitcom. Like they're like, oh, oh Benson, hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking it's ridiculous. Yeah, and there's there's that. He should have looked at the a- camera and it just zoomed in on his face. Go. Yeah, and they're all. Wah, wah. <laughs> Um, that's life. <laughs> we'll be back right after these messages. <laughs> but there's, there's that, there's that scene where he's finding the keys. There's another scene where, uh, lone wolf, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but the lone wolf gets this bright idea that he's going to have uh, cops dress up as women. Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. Cause they're trying to like lure him like at lover's lane type places. They have cops staked out there. Yeah. Yeah. So this doofus dresses up like uh, a woman and uh, he gets groped by a fucking another officer. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of playing along and putting his arm around him. Yeah. He wants to, he wants to fuck him. This other cop wants <laughs> yeah, to fuck him. Does. Right. <laughs> All right. Now I will admit, I actually thought that scene was funny. Like I, I laughed okay, a little bit. Regardless of it being funny, it's out of place. Yes. Like it's funny if it was a Don Knotts and Tim Conway movie. Like if this was the apple dumpling gang strikes again, then yeah. that scene is perfectly fine. Yeah. And going back like earlier, we had mentioned uh, Zodiac. That movie, I think, is a really good example of like a police procedure, procedural kind of movie, a thriller that has some funny parts in it, like some comic relief. But I agree, the comic relief in this movie mostly felt out of place because it was like it was too much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's that. 
there's when he dresses up. It's like when Bugs Bunny dresses up like a woman and Elmer <laughs> Fudd like wants to fuck Ooh, him. <laughs> bang that rabbit. I'm gonna bang me a rabbit. Oh, hold still. <gasps> my boner is so my boner. hard. <laughs> I got such a hard boner right now. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck a rabbit. It's going to be wascoey, but I'm going to fuck him. Uh, That's why Elmer Fudd's after Bugs Bunny, because he just wants to fuck, <laughs> fuck that wabbit. No literally, literally fuck that wabbit. <laughs> and then there's another scene where the guy drives them into a swamp. And that's the part where Lone Wolf finally gets out. He's like, all right, I'm done with this guy. I'm not, I'm, you're not driving me anywhere. No. And he even has a scene where he gets in the car and the driver gets into the car, this, this fucking doofus. And he's like, Oh no, you don't. And he has like an overreaction. Like, yeah. Cause he's driving like of, crazy. And the guy's like, Whoa, hold up. By the way, the guy who plays his lone wolf, I guess he's Academy Award winner acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I remember him for is he was the guy, do you remember the 1984 movie Red Dawn? Barely. Yeah. One, I saw he was, my, he's in that movie. Yeah. One of my all time favorite movies. Uh, Red Dawn, and uh, he's in that movie. Yeah, the town that dreaded dawn. Town that dreaded dawn. Yeah, he was like, I got sundown, I got dawn. <laughs> Can I be I a movie? some sort it's of day night? movie? <laughs> yeah. The Morales guy, he and Ramsey. I can't remember which one like pitches it, but Ramsey. they have this theory that the killer strikes every twenty-one days because it was twenty-one days between the first killing or the first attack and the second killing. To which I was like. No pattern has been set. Yeah, yet. this is literally like the very next murder. It was 21 days later. It's like, oh, he appears to be doing it every 21 days. Like, what? <laughs> Did you think that too? It's like, of course I thought that because it's fucking ridiculous. It's not a pattern. It's a co- like, it's not even a coincidence. It's just, that, that's just the it's number just, of days that passed. A, yeah, it could have been, like, I don't know. It could have been three days. Yeah. It could have been, it could have been like it was any 10 time years period. later. It's like he does this every 10 years, every decade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like every day at noon I take a shit because I took a shit at noon today. <laughs> yeah, it's like every one day. And then later on they're like, oh, because like spoiler, the pattern gets broken. Like, oh, he's breaking his pattern. Like, there's no pattern. <laughs> he just does Your it every few weeks ish. But what does happen is uh, the Phantom. Eight, uh, they call him the Phantom Killer. Mm. They're not calling him Baghead. Uh, <laughs> I call him the the pillowcase murderer with the tiny penis. He's like, can we please get a different name? (laughs) Well, that's what they should do. They should put it in the newspaper as like, uh, this is what happened. And what we know about the guy is he has a very tiny fucking dick. We are on the lookout for the needle-dicked killer. (laughs) Because I'll tell you one thing. No guy, serial killer or not, wants to be known as needle dick. Yeah. And Uh that's the case. He's like, he's going to be like, I'm breaking this pattern. I'm going to go out and show everybody my dick right now. <laughs> or and just stop. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess I better be good from here on out. Yep. When I'm talking about my tiny penis. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, they would have caught, if the fucking lone wolf would have listened to me, mm-hmm. we, they would have caught, caught this guy. there would be no movie. Yeah. There'd be no fucking movie. So yeah, this is when they're going to go and set up, uh, the, the cops lovers lane dressed thing, up yeah. as women and they park them in different lovers lane i don't know how many lovers lanes there are in texarkana but apparently there's a lot, a lot of them no tv back then maybe that's what people were doing they Just were like driving around we have, and bang in the woods yeah we don't have a dvr going we yeah. don't have the internet we just have sex in our cars 
Yeah, some of us do. It was different some times. Some of us you know? don't. Yeah. There's also prom going on around Ooh, this time, yeah. and we got the trombone player Peggy Loomis. Her name is Peggy Loomis. Ooh, that's crazy. My God, she's she's the grandmother to Billy Loomis. I'm just tooting on not that many, horn. Not many people know this, but Peggy Loomis was Billy Loomis's, <laughs> Billy Loomis's grandmother. grandma. And and Doctor Loomis's sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fun facts. Fun Just facts. the facts. <laughs> yes, those are the facts of this that people don't know. But anyway, she's a trombone player at the uh, local high school, and her uh, uh, she's playing in the band, the big band that's playing at the, playing at prom. Yeah, uh, prom. <laughs> the trombonist <laughs> is fucking whooping it up. Her boyfriend and her uh, they decide they're gonna go. Uh, fuck <laughs> after prom <laughs> right i mean Lane, yeah because he's like hey let's go out like let's go park for a little bit and she's like you know it's probably not a good idea with you know what with the killing and all that's been going on and he's like nah nah like i know a special place and he's like did he say something like well the other things they happen down in this area we're gonna go to this completely other area and she's like well when you put it that way okay which which goes to prove a fact that we all know is that guys when they're horny they we'll don't do care if there's a chance of getting killed. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's see. Everybody's died that's gone here, but I have a chance to get I could off. get laid. <laughs> I like the odds. I'm going to risk it for the biscuit. Has it been 21 days? <laughs> I think they're <laughs> I think they're wrong about this pattern. Mm. Uh, but they go out there and uh, all of a sudden the phantom like like okay they're out there they're they i think they did fuck and they fall asleep and when they wake up peggy's like i gotta go home it's like two o'clock in the morning i'm supposed to be home and so uh, he's driving her home and uh all of a sudden the phantom is like hanging on the door yeah he was real late getting to the car because they're already driving (laughs) he's like yeah he's like well wait for me (laughs) wait for me He's hanging on, and and uh, this fucking Billy Loomis, no Roy, no, she's Loomis, Roy, Roy, her boyfriend. He's like driving. He's like, oh god, god. It's like, dude, you could knock this guy. How strong yeah, is this just guy? Just start milking, like drive like you're milking a cow, my my friend. <laughs> Shake this guy off. Drive into a tree or something. Yeah. You know? Do you know the ju- the double giraffe technique of driving? That's what you do. Yeah, drive into a tree. But he doesn't. Yeah. That guy pulls him right out of the window. Oh, my gosh. He loves pulling people out of the loves window. He loves beating him over the head with shit. Yep. So he pulls Roy out the car, and he starts beating him up. Meanwhile, the car keeps going, and uh, uh, Billy Loomis's grandma crashes into a tree. <laughs> she takes the wheel, but she sucks. <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry. I just barely got my license. <laughs> they don't have driver's ed at my school. Oh, <laughs> it was taught by Freddie. <laughs> Freddie. Stop checking it with my ass. <laughs> yeah, she crashes into a tree. I'm a trombone player. <laughs> well, so she gets out mm. and uh, the killer catches her and ties her to a tree. Right about this time, uh, the killer's like working on her and doing his business. Uh, Roy wakes up and... Oh, yeah, uh, um, yeah and he starts says, like crawling. Roy, run, Roy. Run, Roy. Yeah, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to get away. Like, stop drawing attention to me. <laughs> Run, Roy. 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 So Roy. the killer's like, Roy? Roy, no. over there. <laughs> Roy, now you're over there. Yeah. Go. Roy, go south. No, you're headed north. 
So the killer goes and grabs Roy and kills him. Shoots yep, him. Shoots him. Oh, that was sad. And uh, goes back to the, not as sad as what's going to happen to mm. Peggy. Poor Peggy. Uh, the killer takes her trombone and fastens a knife to the end of it. Yeah. And then starts playing it and goes boom. And every time he goes out with the trombone, he stabs, stabs her. her. Oh. What what kind of weirdo does that? And he wasn't even he wasn't even playing it well. I mean he knows <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't play trombone, but like it was like <laughs> remind me of that Lonely Island song Sax Man. Play it Sax Man, but he just doesn't do anything. Fucking <laughs> 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 play I something. I don't know that song, but oh, you have to listen uh, to it. It's delightful. So Peggy is uh dead. Yeah, that was a sad scene. Preventing her from being Billy Loomis's grandmother because she didn't have any kids. <laughs> Unless, but, yeah. <laughs> in theory. She could have had a kid already. She could have. In secret. Yeah. Oh. That her mom was raising yes, for her. Her, her sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we get like a dinner scene of uh, the, uh, what's his name, Morales, Lone Wolf and Ramsey they have a meeting with this psychiatrist and he's like telling him profiling the, profiling gonna, the killer and he's like oh yeah. he's probably between 35 and 40 years old and he's very I intelligent pro- i don't think profiling existed in 1946 apparently it did i don't know i don't i don't <laughs> yeah. think it did because i think the guy who invented profiling like wasn't that that one guy yeah i don't um, know like i think the scene was probably just tacked on but he says like yeah. he's like, got a he's got a strong sex drive <laughs> probably packing heat like a big old dick <laughs> well he should have said that he's got a tiny needle a dick because we find out that old baghead's at the at the restaurant yeah and he goes and pays his check because we see his feet and he's like hmm i want to know was he wearing the bag <laughs> and what, what did he eat i want to know what he ordered i'm pretty sure baghead was spark plug mm-hmm. <laughs> it was him the whole time yep it'd be awesome though if he had the bag on his head and a little bib with a lobster yeah. on it <laughs> and he just his has a dr- and he's like he i has do a dr- have a big dick thank you he's got a he's drawn on smile <laughs> so, he oh, gotta yeah. lift the bag up just so his mouth's exposed so he can eat like if only we could we could find him if only we had a clue <laughs> meanwhile backhead sitting right next to him the entire time <laughs> they're like hmm so then like the next day a uh, guy comes to the police station and he's like, "Hey, last night this crazy ass motherfucker uh, like stuck a gun on my face and like made me drive him to what town was it? Uh, I don't know like, where it was. Made him drive him somewhere and then took his wallet and like looked at his ID and he's like, "All right, Mr. Johnson, I now know where you live, so don't go telling the police about me or I'll kill you. And I've already killed four people. Isn't that what happens in?" With the Zodiac, though? Doesn't the Zodiac steal someone's wallet and look at it like a woman? Uh, and he's like, he's I like, I know where so. you live. Dude, I'm telling you, the Zodiac story, there's Did something a, there's like a that. Story well, there's, very that there's that disturbing scene with the baby. But like, yes. that lady ends up getting away. She does. And so does this guy. Yeah. That's why I thought, like, I don't know, man. There was something. I had heard mm. this, this scenario before where someone gives their ID and they're like, I know where you live. And I'll kill you if you tell anybody. <laughs> well, this guy does like, I don't give a fuck. I need that dollar because I don't have any gas. <laughs> he was very concerned about getting that dollar for gas. Yeah, because they end up finding the guy, uh, the cops, and like they immediately, immediately bring the the Mr. Johnson onto the scene. And he's yeah, like, that's Mr. the guy. That's the guy. That's, give me my dollar. 
<laughs> he goes, give me my dollar, motherfucker. <laughs> give it here, you son of a bitch. It's the one with the, the mustache drawn on the president. It's that one. <laughs> that uh, guy confesses to being the phantom. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it was me. I did it. Yeah, get the press out here to... Yeah, Morales is immediately like, no, this isn't the guy. Yeah, he's so cocksure of himself. How do you know that's not the that's guy? That's what I thought. I was like, why would, you, why would you immediately be like, no, no, this isn't the guy. Set him free. He's, him he's not, this guy doesn't have a bag on his head. That ain't him. Yeah. Don't we know that the guy has a bag on him? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, this guy doesn't have a bag for a head. That's <laughs> what we're looking for, right? Right. Do not play the trombone, sir. <laughs> he produces no? a trombone. He's like, here. <laughs> play this. Play me some John Philip Sousa, please. And he's like, I, I can't. He's like, yeah, that ain't the guy. Marianne from Gilligan's Island. <laughs> She's out getting groceries. And uh, she goes to get in her car and she sees some guy in the car next to her kind of like giving her the eye. And she's all, ooh, hey. She's like, oh, a Gilligan's like, Island fan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So she gets in her car. Meanwhile, she's married. So she was flirting with this guy. Mm -hmm. But if you see her husband, you know why she was flirting with this guy. Her <laughs> husband's a fucking dork. Yeah, he is. My wife, my wife came into the room while I was watching it at this time. And she goes, we're expected to believe that that woman is married to that guy. <laughs> yeah, no way. I'm like, it's Texarkana. The guys <laughs> are probably all goons and the women are probably all beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, her options were limited. Single men out there, move to Texarkana. You'll be you'll be uh, getting some hot women. But yeah, so her name's Helen, and uh, the Phantom follows her home, and he proceeds to shoot her goon of a husband in the head from outside the house, like while he's watching TV, just shoots right through the window. Uh, not TV, listening to the radio. Oh, that's what he's doing. They didn't have. It's 1946. <laughs> They yeah, were, they don't they have weren't TV. Rich. What are they watching? <laughs> yeah, listen to the radio or whatever. But yeah, shoots him right in the head. The husband like lives long enough to like kind of crawl. Yeah. He's like, oh, Ugh. but I'm assuming he got shot with a 22. And the reason why is because uh, Gilligan or Marianne will get Gilligan's already been shot. Marianne, <laughs> Marianne is going to get shot as well. Twice. The Phantom, the Phantom comes in. He breaks the screen door. Like, yeah, like while she's calling the cops. Like the Kool-Aid man <laughs> he comes into their house. But said, oh yeah. <laughs> and he shoots her twice in the head. She lives and she goes crawling through a cornfield. So I'm guessing it's a 22 because I've heard stories about people getting shot with 22s. Yeah. And it's just like rattling around in their brain and like coming out and not really doing much. I mean, yes, you could die. You probably will die. Don't shoot yourself with a 22. Yeah, don't do it. To, don't do it, kids. And for God's sake, don't do it twice. <laughs> if you're gonna do it one and done don't do it at all <laughs> don't but if you're gonna do it <laughs> don't do it <laughs> just kidding. but i've heard stories about people getting shot to 22s and it's just like fucking them up a little bit but they don't die yeah it's crazy but yeah she crawls into the cornfield and yep. he, get, he grabs a pickaxe and is like looking Total for her. jason Voorhees moment here this is a pretty cool scene because she's crawling. We can see him kind of in the background and he's looking around. It reminds me of the end of Friday 13th Part 2 when Ginny is on the yeah. run and Jason's after her and he's got like a fucking, I don't know if he's got a pickaxe or what he's got, but he's chasing after her. He's even got throughout the movie, he's got the deep, deep breathing. 
Yeah. Uh, very Kane Hodder. I mean, I know Kane Hodder's not in part two, but like very similar. Yeah. And like when he's yeah. breathing, you can see the pillowcase like adhering to his mouth and like. Yeah, it kind of goes back and forth. Yeah, if that yeah, thing's so. dirty. That's got to be gross. <laughs> he's, pull- yeah. he's like sucking that thing into his mouth. Yep. I wonder if he uses that pillowcase as a pillowcase and then takes it <laughs> takes off. Takes it home and he puts it on his pillow and he's like, oh. Yeah. She gets to the neighbor's house. The neighbor's dog is like barking up a storm. So the mm-hmm. neighbor comes out, some old man. He comes out with comes a shotgun. Comes out with a gun. And, Pretty smart guy. Yeah. yeah. And he sees her half dead. He's like, oh and, shit, honey, call, the, call an ambulance. Yep. And the killer sees this and he's all pissed off. He's like breathing even heavier because yeah, he's, he's like, so pissed it. off. He's like, I can't fucking kill. Yeah. <laughs> it's been 21 days that <laughs> I have her kill. I'm Jones and he leaves. Yeah, yeah, he's he, like, ah, fuck he it. Leaves. You win some, you lose some. Uh, there's a voiceover. This is where the voiceover happens, and uh, the narrator's like, the town that dreaded sundown, Texarkana, now did dreaded walking in front of their windows. And you see people, like, boarding up their windows. Mm, yeah. And uh, people wouldn't walk in front of their windows then for the rest of eternity. <laughs> you just duck or crawl on the floor <laughs> past the window and then stand up again. Houses in Texarkana aren't built with, built with windows anymore. Nope. They're all boxes now, and, that, and yep. that's why. <laughs> Everybody's got rickets because they can't get the sun. <laughs> Everyone's very pale. <laughs> they dread the sun. They dread the sun down. They dread everything. Yeah, it's a big shit show. Lone Wolf and uh, Ramsey are riding around one day, and Ramsey says to Lone Wolf, he goes, you think we'll ever catch this guy? And Lone Wolf's like, we'd have to be really fucking lucky. Right. Yeah, he's like, moment. you want the truth? And he's like, yeah. He's like, nope. <laughs> What's on the radio? <laughs> and then they get a phone call or a radio saying that there's a stolen car that they found. And Ramsey's like, hmm, that's the same stolen car that I saw the killer. Yeah, because they like, described the make and model and year and everything. He's like, yeah, that's the one six I saw m- that day. Six months ago. So... They go out and they find the car and they're like, the killer's got to be around here somewhere. And so this is, this is a scene in the movie that I was kind of like, this is ridiculous. Okay. (laughs) Cause it kind of, it kind of goes back to your whole thing of like, was the killer wearing the bag head when he was at the dine, right. uh, The restaurant. Yeah. He shouldn't have had that mask on. (laughs) Why did the killer have the mask on when he's just like enjoying the, the nice autumn breeze. Broad daylight. (laughs) Yeah. He's like watching the sunset or something, isn't he? Yeah. Because he doesn't, the killer doesn't even see them. He's just like admiring the day or whatever. He's like, ah, you know? Yeah. Ah, what a beautiful, what a beautiful gift this world is, yep. you know? Yep. And then uh, Lone Wolf just takes a shot at him, misses. <laughs> fucking misses. This, fucking, this is the number one Texas Ranger? Yeah, my ass. Can't solve a fucking murder. Can't hit the fucking broadside of a barn. He got a clean shot. Like it wasn't like he was obscured or anything. He was just sitting on like the edge of like a cliff or something. And just, yeah, yeah. The totally guy could misses. only go one way too. Sneak up behind him. He can't jump off the cliff. If he does, he's dead. And then you win. Problem solved. Well, he misses, and of course, Baghead gets away. Yep. So we got a little chase scene. They never find him, dude. During this chase, uh, because like there's a train that goes by. And he's oh, hiding, yeah, that's... the, the baghead guy's hiding behind the train. And they're like, Ramsey and Morales are like shooting at him, like under the train tracks and like through the empty cars and stuff. Did you notice when the train goes by, there is an entire cameraman, like in one of the shots, like <laughs> his entire body and the camera, like on the train that was taking like action shots. No, I didn't notice that, but it was wonderful. 
what I did notice was that they shoot him and he like gets hit. Yeah, they shoot him in the leg, I think. And he's like, ooh, and falls. But then when the train finally passes, they go and the and he's gone. Yep. Right. And they call so, him bloodhounds and stuff, but they can't catch him because all all of the smells of Texarkana. Yeah. <laughs> the scent uh, gets, I don't know, whatever. But uh, they don't ever find him. And then uh, years later, there's a movie made called The Town That Dreaded Sundown. <laughs> I thought this was weird. It's meta. It's premiering. Yeah. <laughs> 1976 meta. In Texarkana, it's premiering at the local uh, movie theater. And we see the feet of the killer as yep. he buys a ticket to go watch himself, presumably. I guess so. Now, was he wearing the bag? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That's, That's the, the end, end right? of the movie. That's it. Yep. This movie was boring as shit. <laughs> this movie was super fucking boring. This movie was, like I said, might as well have been a made-for-TV movie. It felt very, I mean, aside from some of like the blood and stuff, it felt, in a couple of bad words, uh, yeah. it felt very TV movie. Because there's no nudity and, like I said, hardly any profanity. And there's uh, the uh, the bumbling cop uh, subplot, which is stupid. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I, under- I understand that they're trying to make it like a little maybe more interesting for people, but that's not the way to do it. No, you know, and I love, way- I love humor in horror movies, but this one just did it wrong. Totally wrong. You know what movie does it right, David? And you talked about it earlier, and I wrote it in my notes under my review. Zodiac. If you want to watch... If you want to watch a movie about a serial killer that they never catch, mm-hmm. watch Zodiac. Yeah, by Zodiac's David fucking Fincher. awesome. Dude, I'm convinced that Fincher must have watched this movie and was like, I could do this way better. And then he and, proceeded to do about, just that. And, and about a way more interesting killer. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not trying to disparage the five people that died in 1946 at the hands of this fucking shit dick, because uh, I, that, of course, I mean, I'm, I'm, I guarantee you that town was like dreading sundown in real life because they were like, this is fucking, I mean, if that happened in your town, in your small town, you'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, even in big towns. I remember in, in Phoenix, a few years back in the East Valley, there was the baseline killer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a big thing. People were afraid to go out. Yeah, and then there was the guy who was shooting people, mm-hmm. uh, like a sniper. Yep. Uh, sniper the parking people lot on sniper the t- guy? That, like, yeah. Put the hole in the trunk of the car? Yeah. There was that going on. That was the Beltway guy, big, right? The Beltway sniper? Yeah. That was that was like a big uh, city a fucking major metropolitan area was fearful. People would mm-hmm. not drive down baseline road. Women would not walk at night on baseline because for fear of this fucking baseline killer. That was crazy. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. Um, they caught that fucker, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Anyway, in a small town, when this happens, it's like, what? Mm-hmm. This murders aren't supposed to happen in small towns in Texarkana, uh, a big, big ish, but small ish town um, on the Texas and, and Arkansas border. And uh, I'm sure they were freaking out over it. This movie does not do that town justice. Right. Is basically what I'm getting at. This movie is a fucking shit show. <laughs> uh, Zodiac, way better. Fincher did it way better. Go listen to our episode 25. This is the werewolf <laughs> speaking. We talk about uh, Zodiac, and uh, maybe we weren't as good at podcasting back then, but we do talk about Zodiac, <laughs> and uh, we gave that movie four and a half heads, both wow. of us. That's a great movie. It's one of my favorite Fincher films. 
I'm almost wondering why we didn't give it five heads because I love that movie it's too. Great. And that movie's creepy as hell. Oh my god! It's First so time good. I saw it, I remember when it was over, I was like, <laughs> so good. Uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo. You got you got three Robert Downey Jr. Future superheroes. Yeah. You got Jake Gyllenhaal who played Mysterio. You got Mark Ruffalo who's the Incredible Hulk, and you got Iron Man himself, Robert Downey Jr. So, and they're all really good in it. And none of them could catch Zodiac. Nope. This movie, on the other hand, doesn't have any future superheroes. It's just got Marianne <laughs> from Gilligan's Island, uh, the late Dawn Wells. She just died not that long ago yeah, of COVID uh, as well. Yeah, right? You know, the only one left alive is Ginger. Really? That's sad. I think Tina, I think Tina, Tina Louise, Louise is the only one still alive from That's Gilligan's crazy. Island. Um, but uh, anyway, I'm giving this movie one Pamela Voorhees head. Okay. The uh, only thing I will give it, the, the reason why it gets the one is because the creepy looking killer. Yeah. I think the baghead image always creeped me out in Friday the 13th, and this movie did it before then, and they probably... Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know if they got it from it, but they probably I think did. so. Definitely inspired. Yeah. There were things about this movie that I liked. Like you said, the baghead thing I thought was cool. I liked the setting. Uh like I said at the beginning, um, I did not know this movie was going to be set in 1946, so I, th- I liked that. Wasn't uh, the Prowler? Wasn't the prow- yeah, yeah, the Prowler also was set another kind movie of around that the same place. time. So I thought that was really cool. So I liked seeing you know the old cars and like old technology and all that stuff, and seeing an, an old serial uh, serial killer. Um, mm. I thought the costume was really cool. I liked the way the guy moved, like very Kane Hodder, like with the heavy breathing and the mask, like moving out. It was very menacing looking. I thought yeah. there were some scenes of gen, uh, genuine tension, like that opening sh- uh, one with the car hood slamming and like pulling the guy out. Um, the trombone thing, it was disturbing and, and sad, but also, yeah. you know, as a horror movie buff, it was kind of cool. But the things I didn't like, uh, the comedy stuff, I know we've talked about it several times, but like it just seemed very out of place. The music uh, didn't pull me in. I thought the score was very strange. Um, but I did like that the movie had tension and there was, you know, there was some atmosphere. I just felt like it could have, it all could have been done a lot better. And it's funny that you mentioned Zodiac because I have that in my notes too. Like, and I was going to say the same thing. Like, you want to see it done right, see Zodiac. Yeah. But I actually kind of enjoyed this movie. Not enough to to give it a, a full recommendation, but I was going to go, well, I'm, I am. I'm going two on this one. <laughs> so it's a one and a half overall. One and a half overall. I, I'm okay with that. I mean, like, I'm okay I would with watch it again, but I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. I was just looking up who played the the killer, and it was an actor by the name of Oh, I looked at a Bud Davis, I think was his Bud name. Bud Davis. He's yeah. still around. He is. And that guy's old as fuck. <laughs> yeah, he is. And he's done a shit ton of movies. He was a stunt coordinator for Inglorious Bastards. Oh, that's cool. Look at that. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm okay with you giving it to, I would not watch this movie again. Hmm. I will not watch this movie again. Shauna, <laughs> Shauna and your birthday. That was my gift to you is that I watched this movie, but I will never watch this movie again. <laughs> However, they did make a sequel to this movie and the sequel came out a couple years back. Oh, okay. I thought it was like a remake or something. No, it's a sequel, which is really weird that, uh, it's a, it's a sequel. Um, is it set in modern times? Is he old as hell? It is, uh, yeah, set in modern times. He uses a walker. He shimmies up to people, kills it's them. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of weird because the the movie, again, kind of this meta thing, it's a, it's a sequel, but not a sequel to the movie because in the movie, 
they're watching the movie. That's weird. The 1976 movie, but the killings start again. Oh my god! Yeah. So maybe we'll watch that movie. I'll watch. I'll watch the sequel. Okay. And maybe do we that can, instead, and never watch this movie ever again. Maybe we'll do that next year for Shauna's birthday. <laughs> Put it in maybe. our calendars. <laughs> But uh, that's the town that dreaded sundown. Average rating of one and a half. Pamela Voorhees heads. If you have any thoughts on this or um, anything else, really, you can contact us. How can they contact us, David? Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, the Slasher app, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, just search the Swearwolves on those platforms. On Instagram, search the Swearwolves podcast. You can go to our website, theswearwolves.com, and leave a comment there. You can email us at contact at theswearwolves.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. And I'm going to go fuck a wabbit. And I'm going to go milk some cows, maybe yank on some giraffes. Who knows? The The day's young. I did see the beast. He walked mm. by because we were eating at his uh, castle. Soul. Oh, that's cool. Soul. 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 <laughs> it's happened again. Soul. 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 Castle. Soul. Castle. Soul. 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 Soul.